0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope you are feeling much better than last week. As you may know, I am not a doctor or a licensed psychologist or a mental health counselor. So what I say to you is from my 35 years' experience in helping others and living through my own grief experiences, too many to count. I speak to you from my heart. Today I want to discuss something very serious, which I've been noticing more and more online, which has me greatly concerned. Not only are people having a seriously difficult time being isolated from family, friends, business colleagues, neighbors, and others during this pandemic, but those who have experienced the death of a loved one are increasingly wondering how they can continue to live with all the stress, depression, anxiety, and turmoil as they grieve. We are seeing overwhelming statistics of suicide, not just in adults, but in teens and young adults who are having a difficult time coping in today's world. We already know that in the United States, between 22 to 27 veterans per day take their lives when returning from battle and beyond. Perhaps you have similar figures among your veterans in your country. And from my perspective, much of it comes from the lack of physical touch and the inability to interact in person with others. To share a hug, a smile, an encouraging word in person. To know someone else is there to greet us as we walk by on the street saying good morning to engage in small talk around the news of the day at the local coffee shop, to attend our children's sports and cheer them on with other parents. Never could we have imagined that these small things would mean so much to us until they were taken away by a Chinese virus that devastated our world. So how does a person get to the place where suicide feels like the only option? How does one get to that ultimate dark place of deciding to take one's life? A place of feeling that no one can fix this, not even themselves. A place where they feel there is no one they can confide in. A place where they cannot see where this would all lead. A place where they no longer have control. A place where they cannot endure the anger, shame, animosity, and ridicule. A place where there seems as if there are no possibilities. If you're finding yourself within these words, please, please do not despair. Life runs in cycles, and no one is perfect. No one is expected to be perfect. No one is expected to have all the answers. No one does, no one can, and no one ever will. If you're thinking that life will never be the same given your current circumstances, perhaps you're right. Grieving the death of a loved one is one of the most stressful occurrences in a person's life. Yet what makes a man or woman successful has less to do with successes than the failures they rose up from to become successful. It is said that 10% is the problem and 90% is how we perceive it and how we deal with it. Life hands us so many challenges and it's all in the way we look at them. Now, after someone dies, our world completely changes. Sure, it might take rebuilding companies. If, for instance, a business partner dies, rebuilding our self-esteem and self-confidence to live life alone. If our spouse dies, rebuilding so many parts of us if a child dies, and rebuilding our strength and resilience after our parents die or siblings die. We may decide our new life will be a somewhat pared-down version of our former life when we had those people still in it. Maybe we've decided to start selling off stuff and downgrading the house and the cars and revisiting whether it's really necessary to go on those extravagant vacations we once took. That may not be possible right now. We start to reassess what is truly important now. It might take a completely different career change, or a watered-down version of what you are now doing. The kids might not like those changes, and we understand that, but this is a time to build resilience in them, to help them understand life isn't always fair, and we learn to adapt to what life sometimes hands us. So your credit won't be perfect. Whose will be anyway? And your resume may not be perfect either. And you can't go to certain places now. And you might not get to hang out with the same friends any longer because of virus restrictions. Or even because you're realizing how pretentious they are and you're really not interested in those type of people any longer. You're realizing what really is important to you now. And maybe your lifestyle was quite extravagant before the virus. And now you won't fly on private jets or in first class or take the corporate cars whenever you want. And you won't get all those fancy spa treatments or go to exclusive luncheons. So what? Everything you think you lost is possible again in the future. But a life, your life, is something that cannot be replaced. The real issue that needs adjustment is much more difficult than any of the things. And that's how you see this. Your vision, your attitude, and the changes are completely doable. I promise. Actually, it's all doable. Really? It's not that you can't reassess what needs to be done. You've been flipping this around in your head for months, haven't you? Maybe you even started the implementation. The real issues are these, and I say this with the most respect your pride, lack of humility, and how much you actually love yourself. I'm sorry but this reality check actually sucks. Yes, you've been through so much. You wish you didn't have to endure the grief you are experiencing. There are times you just wish you could have that person or persons back in your life and everything would be exactly as it was before they died. That's what you want. I understand. And you're angry and frustrated that you can't have that again. You're wondering why they died and not you. You wonder how life would be now if they hadn't died. And sometimes you think it would be easier if you weren't here. And many bereaved individuals say that frequently in one form or another in social media. Yet I'm concerned about the individuals who have a wish like this and don't speak about it, who don't reach for help. You are the ones I am speaking to. Now, I don't profess to have all the answers, but please know that I have been down this deep, dark, black hole, and I know it's horrific. You wonder how you're going to get out of this. So, please allow me to share what helped me so your actions don't compound an already difficult time in your family's life. But I want you to know there is a lighter day coming for you. You just need to promise me you will take one step at a time to help yourself. If you're going to weather this storm, and I believe you really do want to. You'll need to start from the basics. Take some time today for yourself. Buy a special journal and pen so you can add to it wherever you are. On the top of the left-hand page, write the words, ages 10 to 14. Then flip two or three pages, and on the next Left handed page, write ages 15 to 19 and keep it going for every five year interval that you've been alive. You can add the years if that would help you also. What you're trying to create is a gratitude journal. I know this might sound silly, stupid, and very simplistic, but please stop judging. Your whole purpose in developing this is to remember all the wonderful things you've experienced, the compassion you've shown others, so that you can remember great things in your life. Now, each day when you rise, start adding to it. First thing in the morning or during the day, take a cup of coffee or tea and find a peaceful place to pray or meditate and add to it. Before you go to sleep, take it to a quiet place in the home and add to it. This is your reflective time and it will ultimately help you see that you are more blessed than you think. During your earlier years, include all the things you accomplished and experienced that brought you great joy. How you taught your cousin to ride his bike. How you raised money for children when you were 15. How you worked part-time jobs to get yourself through college. Those things. Those are the experiences which made you who you are. Right things. Like, I'm grateful I have a good woman to go through this hard time with. I'm grateful that my family is healthy. I'm thankful for friends who love me for me and not what I do. I'm grateful that I have money to help others less fortunate than myself right now. I'm grateful I woke up in a warm bed today. Recognizing even the smallest of gifts will lift your spirits and help you start to restore your hope and get your fight back. When you fall into despair, you lose that hope. But taking the time to see there is so much good around you, so much to be thankful for, you will learn how to see it and appreciate it again. By adding five things you are grateful for each day in your journal, as I encourage you at the end of each podcast episode, you will move forward with a renewed spirit open to new possibilities to help yourself and others professionally and personally to push ahead to brighter times because not only are those who love you counting on you but i am too i know you are hurting i know how hard it is even to breathe at times I know your life has been turned upside down and sometimes you wonder how you're going to peek out from under the blankets to live life again. But please know that those of us who have had a significant person in our life die wonder all these things too. You are not alone. So let's look at a few more things to help you get unstuck. I want you to call a helpline and talk to someone who will listen and give you the time to vent. Sometimes just knowing someone objective is available to you means so much. These individuals have been trained to listen and reassure you and help you realize you are not alone. There are crisis helplines all around the world, and I will leave the link in the show notes below for this episode to find them. You can also find them on my website, marymac.info on the top tab called Crisis Resources. I want you to know how important it is to pick up that phone and talk with someone. You are so isolated in your own head right now, and you feel like there is nothing that can help the way you are feeling, but that is not the case. We all have times during our grieving process when we feel so sad, so overwhelmed, so disempowered that we can't see a way out. And that's why it's so important to speak with someone objectively so we can get out of that isolated place. We must do this. Once you have connected with another human being on the telephone instead of just writing them, you will feel like someone cares about you and you will hear it in their voice. And what's so great about this service, which is free, is that you get to call back again anytime you wish. And if it's not that particular person who you had spoken with earlier, it will be someone else who also cares about you, whom you can talk to and release more anxiety, depression, sadness, and loneliness. So look up the closest crisis center near you all around the world, And add that number to your phone, and especially to your speed dial list. And another thing I want you to know, they may call themselves a suicide crisis helpline. So what? What do you care? I don't really care what they call themselves. I only care that you get to talk out what's going on for you today. That's the most important thing. So don't worry what they call themselves. Helpline, suicide crisis line, suicide helpline, it's all irrelevant. Just know that the people behind that phone call are there for you. That's the most important part, okay? The next thing I'd like you to do is to learn the emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. And we tap on the meridian lines in the upper part of our body. And when you first see this, you might find it quite silly. But when you couple that with outstanding language, you can do wonders to reduce the overwhelm, physical and emotional pain, anxiety, depression, and so many other feelings which are making your life a living hell. This has been a key component in helping me after a serious accident that I had when I was thrown off a motorcycle and barely made it through. No one who knew my case, none of the doctors, actually believe that I am still alive. I will leave links to examples of tapping in the show notes and promise me you will do this. The next thing that helped me was I made sure that I took a multivitamin and effer C vitamin each day to brighten myself. For decades now, I have studied the value of keeping myself healthy and learning what works for my body. And I have learned that taking a multivitamin each day, I happen to take a liquid vitamin so it absorbs faster and easier but it helps me to think clearer and feel better. I also take vitamin C, which is called Effer-C. And the reason I take Effer-C type is because it doesn't upset my stomach. I will leave the link in the show notes for my favorite type. And of course, consult with your medical practitioner to see if these products might interact with any other medications you are currently taking. There is also a product called Box Rescue Remedy. It comes in a small little yellow box, which are drops that you can place on your tongue to calm you. These do have alcohol in them, so be aware. And in previous episodes, I have discussed how that has definitely helped me. It's an excellent way in relaxing you when you are completely overwhelmed and stressed. I also want you to keep up with your gratitude journal. You can also get another journal where you write all your frustrations, anger perhaps at the person who died, or other persons in your life who aren't treating you well. That second journal gives you the opportunity to get it all out. At the end of each episode, I ask you to get up and dance so you will feel happier, lighter after such heavy talk as we do here each week. Moving your body will help you, and whether it's dancing or walking or moving your body in some other way, in some other exercise, it will help you breathe better. I am also a big fan of Marissa Peer, who introduced the concept of writing I am enough at the top of each of our mirrors. Now, I know you're probably thinking how stupid this is. I can't do that. What will people think who come to my home? What will my spouse or children think? But the reality is Your subconscious mind doesn't know truth from fiction, so whatever you feed it or have it read and see, it will believe. And whenever you see it, you'll be reading it aloud or to yourself, and you will be amazed how much better you will feel in several weeks. I can attest to that. When you feel blue, you need to remind yourself that you are enough just the way you are. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. It doesn't matter where you are in your grief journey or your healing process. You have the ability to reconstruct your life now, the life you have now. And it may not be perfect. It may not be what you envisioned at this stage in life, but it's what it is. And it's all okay. And lastly, I encourage you to pray. I believe God hears everything we say. Ask for what you need. Speak to him like he's your best friend, because he is. Sit quietly and wait for that still, small voice that tells you your next step. He is encouraging you. He is loving you. Take it all in. So, I want you to remember no one gets to live your life, only you. And I want you to have the very best life in exactly the place you now find yourself. I believe in you. With each passing day, step by step, give yourself the gift of my suggestions, starting with calling a counselor on the phone, and telling him or her that I sent you. (laughs) I'm sending much love your way. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. And I know you think it's wacky, but just do it for me anyway, okay? Thank you for joining me today. Remember to write five things in your journal that you are grateful for each evening. Visit the Mary Mac store by going to my website marymac.info and clicking on the store tab at the top. I hope you will treat yourself to our lovely products or as a gift for someone who is grieving. Then find the contact page on my website and write me. Tell me what's going on and tell me how you have helped yourself. I would love to share uplifting stories with our listeners who may be where you were before you listened to this episode. Everything is doable. There is always a solution. Sit and pause and ask for the way. And remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.